Hello and welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It podcast. I'm your host, GB. Today's guest is actually from the same county as me, by the way, Essex. Hey, big up, big up. In it, in it. Uh, I think for us to say we're from Essex, like we're quite proud of it, but yeah. most of the UK kind of think we're just, you know, it's a shit old town or Towie. They associate yeah. that yeah. with us. It's one or the other. One or the other. It's just, there's no in between, but we're going to prove. I mean, they're not, they're not too far off, but yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that stereotype, especially when you're up north. Oh, yeah, the only way it's Essex. Yeah, it's great. Nah, nah. Yeah, nothing yeah, like that, mate. Yeah, I don't actually know anyone from Essex that actually speaks like that. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, no. It's, like, it's very, like, just to Will Ospreay, if, especially for the Americans. Like, <laughs> you want to know what we kind of sound like. No, yeah. we say bruv all the time, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, just a good, um, good protocol to go from. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, awesome. But I'll leave the Essex talk now. That's done. But we are going to introduce today's guest. Former Ignite wrestling champion. Mm-hmm. Hard bitten, tough son of a gun. Yeah. Silverback and Godfighter himself. Yeah. Corey yeah. McRae. Corey, how you doing today, mate? You're good. I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Busy as ever, but that's how we like it. Staying active. That's it, mate. That's it. You're doing the media tour at the moment. You've been very busy. Yes. Last year was very busy for you. But before I do touch on the year you had and just your wrestling journey in general, mm. um, I like to rewind the clocks and I want to discover the origin of Corey McCray. I want to know what was your introduction into pro wrestling? Oh, well, so I want to preface it by saying I wasn't the type of wrestler that will sit here and go, oh, I used to watch it all the time as yeah. a kid, grew up loving it, um, very little. I, One of my friends at the time, was, when we were much, much younger, introduced me to WWE. Beforehand, I always thought it was TNA. Mm-hmm. TNA was the only thing that I saw on TV. Um, uh, so I watched that now and again as a kid. Um, the likes of Curry Man, Curry Man and Shark Boy, uh, things like that, the actual retro legends. Um, but other than that, I watched that for a little bit, a bit of John Cena here and there. Uh, and then eventually one of my friends had his professional debut in Harwich. Uh, so I said, oh, I went to used to go to school with him, hadn't seen him for a while. And I was like, you know, what? I'll do my bit as a friend. I'll go down, I'll watch, I'll support and I'll see what that's like. And then, yeah, just got me hooked on there. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, the playing on, on emotions, the storyline aspect of it. And I was like, that's not too bad. Like, I want to give that a go. So a few weeks go by and whatever. And then one of my other friends, I bumped out onto, on a night out in Harwich where I live. Um, he also was doing the wrestling at the same training school that um, at the forest was. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, thinking about coming down, giving this wrestling stuff a try. And he was like, yeah come on down this was a Saturday night they have training on Sunday so we said come give me a lift in the morning that way you've got to be there mm-hmm. uh, and give it a go to see what you think like, getting up so, early on a Sunday morning to do wrestling training does not sound not too, not too early to be fair. <laughs> I'm trying to think what time no it was an, it was an afternoon session um, oh, okay that's was, not too bad then yeah I want to, I want to say two, 2 o'clock till 5 o'clock that's alright um, actually time a bit yeah, late yeah, especially as we lived like down the road as well, so it wasn't yeah. like we had to travel half an hour or an hour to get there. Um, so you were back for dinner anyway. Nice. With the training, for someone that mm-hmm. wasn't a lifelong fan, kind of caught bits and bobs of it, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of went, drifted in and out. 
but for you to kind of experience it, your mm. first week or two with the training, did you mm. find any aspects of it really difficult? The bumps, the rolls, you know, just the, the drills in general. How did you cope with it? Um, to be fair, not too bad because obviously previously I'd had the martial arts martial arts, arts experience. <laughs> um, martial arts. Uh, martial arts experience. So things like cardio, footwork, drills, um, forward rolls, backward rolls, um, all those sorts of things was second nature to me at that point. Mm -hmm. um, it was more the aspect of, so what we used to do, um, was everyone would stand up on the apron around the ring and you would, to warm up and get in, you'd get in, do a couple uh, rolls and then do every variation of a bump and then get out. So that was quite weird. Obviously, again, a few practice goes, but then in front of everyone, like trying to bump and obviously no one bumps gracefully at the, mm. at the start. So it was, that was the weirdest part about it. But um, that's, yeah, as far as training goes, for the the basics and the fundamentals of it, that was the the weirdest part was bumping and in, in, like throwing yourself on the floor in front of yeah. everyone. It was a bit of a but just like repeating as well, not just once, but just did a oh, non yeah. nonstop, yeah. nonstop, yeah, yeah, back bumps, side bumps, front bump, flip bumps, yeah. As you're more than qualified to actually speak about this, is this the mm. reason why we see so many? MMA fighters make that mm. crossover into pro wrestling and we've actually mm. seen it to be so successful, especially in recent years. Yeah, yeah, I would certainly say so. Um, I was saying on the previous podcast, the footwork from MMA or just stand-up uh, work to wrestling, mm -hmm. it comes in handy so, so much. Um, obviously, being in a ring or in a cage, you're always wanting to dominate the centre. So always having an idea where the ropes are. So you're never trying to hit a move too far over, uh, close to the to the apron or to the ropes. Um, so visually, it looks a bit better because you're always trying to work in the centre. Uh, but actual physical footwork with manoeuvres or within technical wrestling or just ring awareness in general and not tripping over yourself um, that plays a huge, huge part, yeah, certainly. Yeah. So I'd say that is a big, big factor on why it always works so well. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've seen something like Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar, mm -hmm. Ken Shamrock, Shayna, yeah. Shayna Baszler. And yeah, Shayna Baszler, yeah. I know he's probably like the biggest fan of her as a person or whatever, but I think as a talent, mm -hmm. she really did make that transition very well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Um, I actually want to talk to you about your MMA career, actually. Then. You talk about being in the cage, how many fights mm -hmm. did you have? Uh, never had, what was it? Never had any pro fights. Mm -hmm. There was a couple amateur, uh, a couple amateur ones uh, right at the start. Uh, literally in a sports hall, there'd be essentially six mats spread out on this sports hall and everyone would just be crammed around. You'd do your way in and then you'd all just go stand around your section. Uh, you just stand there and then you obviously get ready, get warmed up and then your name would get called. Uh, and then you'd be two nervous wrecks standing across each other. I remember the, my first one, I got my ass whooped because it was one of my first ones, so I was nervous as hell yeah. anyway. Um, uh, and I was my coach told me that it was like semi-light. semi, semi light. Uh, It wasn't like full contact, essentially. Um, so I, in my, one mind, I thought we were having like a light spar, essentially. And then all of a sudden, this dude just comes up, whack, 
the stuff lighting me up. I was like, I was not expecting that. Thankfully, full of stu- <laughs> yeah, 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 full, yeah. And I, I'm there, calm, well, calm as can be in that situation. Like, yeah. there's a semi contact, um, which means you can't really go for knockouts, um, things like that. And then all of a sudden, big ass um, kid comes straight in, uh, covered up. Was like, what the fuck's going on? He where he went wrong was he took me down, uh, which gave me the ta- chance to because you're not in much danger uh, in jiu-jitsu unless obviously someone's got a hold of one of your joints and is trying to snap it half uh, for the most part they've got to get to an advantage so that gave me a time period to settle the nerves settle what was going on refocus regroup yourself uh, and try and survive as long as I could uh, obviously still in the end lost that match um, and I think it was two more after that um, yeah but we're t- we're talking 10, 10 years ago, nine, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Long, long time ago. Never, I've, I've sparred uh, um, training in a cage, but I've never actually stepped in the cage. But I'm looking to either do a white collar kickboxing Muay Thai or MMA match uh, for charity or something like that sometime oh. this year. Oh, sweet, man. Sweet. I'll look forward to uh, keeping up to date with you and then seeing that fight. And then I know you're going to win. Yeah. And they're going to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, of course. Well, of course. Oh, sorry, it's for charity. It's for charity. Good luck. Still, <laughs> still. We, can, we can make money and we'll pass at the same time, don't worry. Yeah, man. Do what you love and do it for good cause. There you go. And do it for good money. I will talk about the, the way you've incorporated your MMA into your Western style. But before I can mm-hmm. do that, I want to know, how long did you train before you made your in-ring debut? Good question. I believe I started in 2018 training wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would imagine it was about three months till we had, I was put on a training show. Um, so the school that we were at had their training on a Friday and Sunday. And then every month uh, at the holiday camp, they would do a training show just to get you that experience of, because same with a fighter punching a, a bag anyone can look great on the mitts or on a heavy bag yeah. it's when you have to fight someone that's fighting back is when you can see who's good and who's not so getting that experience of training with your friends and learning the moves with your friends and learning each other's stuff but to then have to go and put that character on and do those things well enough in front of a crowd is a whole new game so from the early we um, we were lucky to get that um, whereas some schools haven't got the uh, privilege of that so three months so when I went to train that first time I was hooked straight away uh, and I didn't miss a Friday or a Sunday for about a year and two months year and three months um, okay. but and, that, and then I only missed a training session because I got booked in Ireland to wrestle for a week so I had to miss a training session but that's further down the line uh, yeah but three months three months until I had my first uh, amateur debut let's say uh, and it was a fun old little entry. There was a fun. I, I've got to ask because I really like yeah. speaking to wrestlers about their debut, especially British wrestlers, mm. just because mm. their debuts can just be all all kinds of stories. But I want to ask you about your official in ring debut. Did you have any friends yeah. or family? What was the result? Anything go wrong? Did it go right? And also just the overall experience about your first ever in ring match. So yes, uh, my. It was a bit of a Santina Morella entrance uh, with getting picked out of the crowd. Yeah. Um, I brought a few friends down um, that knew I was doing the spot anyway. Um, and obviously we knew that I was doing the spot. We'd sit front row uh, in this crowd uh, and they were doing a rumble. 
Uh, and uh, I think one of the other wrestlers was coming out and on his entrance, giving everyone some lip and obviously gave me some lip yeah. um, earlier on in the show before his match. And then when the rumble hit, his music hit, he came out. And then the next entrance was me. I'd come over the barricade, got in the ring, we'd done our thing. Now, as far as things going wrong, the other guy um, wasn't too good. Uh, the spots didn't go too planned. And he just said, oh, just kick me. Like, I deserve it. Just kick me. So I was like, obviously being new as well. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Bang. Head kick. <laughs> Big old bruise on his head um, after a blessing. Okay, now. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try and I'll get some photos and send them over to you if you want to put them Mate, here. Mate, you can. You can. I can add it. Pass it in. Yeah. Another yeah, 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 that, that is. In terms of someone actually being picked up the crowd. And I'm very surprised yeah. by this, to be honest. I mean, the way they did it at Santino is very unique. I know they did it. The only other time I can generally think about it was Earthquake in the 80s with the Ultimate Warrior. But besides that, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What were your friends? Like, did they, were they like, try not to give it away that you were going to actually be involved in this match? Or were they just like, so in the moment, they're like, yeah, fuck him up. Literally that, yeah, a bit of both. A bit of both um, in the moment. They were like, I have to go. Yeah. I get stuck in. Um, it's watching the whole show just like this. <laughs> yeah, it's every, every number that hit, he just that. It's like, <laughs> It's like a one, two, two, nine. <laughs> um, but no, it was good. Um, and it was weird because you didn't have that time backstage in Gorilla for you to do your entrance. There wasn't any nerves. It was all excitement. Plus, yeah. I was only doing a little, you know, get in the ring, do your thing, get thrown out. So nothing too stressful. But my actual physical debut, oh, my God. Uh, at that same camp show, the same thing, it was maybe like, the next month or whatever it was a singles one-on-one um, if I'm guessing against the same guy for a storyline purpose I remember being I literally remember being backstage saying I don't want to do this why am I here I don't want to do it it's like I just oh, remember yeah. back, literally the, cur- the curtain is right there yeah, no, yeah, tell me, tell me yeah, uh, we're, yeah we're like we're like four months I'm four months in at this point yeah uh, done that rumble and obviously it's a whole like a whole new world to me I was just, yeah, that curtain's there, the music's here. I'm like, I don't want to go out, I don't want to go out, I hate this, I hate this. Mm. Like someone, something happened where I don't want to go out. What was the music, way? What was the music? Um, still to this day, if I if I can get away with uh, copyright music, it's El Chapo, the clean version by the game. Nice. Yeah, so well. still from, from then <laughs> to now, I still use that same song, uh, but I do have a custom song for anyone that doesn't yeah. want a copyright song. Uh, but yeah, from that day, it just, Perfectly fitted um, the character, and so I've used it ever since. And it's got a nice, cool trumpet and a and a beat drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. And again, and it gets me this, when I hear that music. I, nowadays, it just boom, we're in the zone, ready to go. Nice, nice. And with that debut, by the way, um, what was the result? I'm going to assume it was him. I wouldn't. I don't have a first time <laughs> so long ago. I would imagine. What's it known? You would imagine you would like to think it would have been him, Oliver. Yeah. Um, yeah. No idea. Again, nine, oh, nine odd years ago. There was one match that I saw of yours, and I can tell it was a good couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I stumbled across it. It was an intergender match with uh, Sadie Gibbs in Essex. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So I was at the motor show. Yes, and you are wearing some interesting pants in this, <laughs> and you're oh, doing a yeah. specific taunt that a well-known yeah. Irish loudmouth fighter does. Please tell oh, the listeners see, about this match. There's <laughs> so much for that. So, so, so much. So much. And it's um, viewed so much as well. <laughs> oh, mate, honestly. So the Irish Trunks is what I then went. So 
debuted, wore these Muay Thai shorts, still yeah. got them today. Um, I then went to get me and my first custom pair was these Irish trunks, and everyone thinks it was to do the whole McGregor thing, but it wasn't. It was a little tribute to my uh, stand-up Muay Thai and MMA coach at the time who used to fight in the exact same sort of trunks. He would wear skin-tight compression shorts with the Irish, that was the Irish flag. So I was like, oh, that'd be a nice little touch. I'll do, I'll do that for him. Not thinking about... What everyone else like, is going to like see. Yeah, what everyone else is going to see. So... Uh, and at, at that time, I looked a bit more like McGregor, um, mm. being ginger and whatever, um, doing the walk and the strides. It didn't help as well. Like, he was everywhere at that time. Don't get me wrong, he's, exactly. he's, he's a household name now. But at that time, like 2018, 19, you couldn't Big. get away from him. Exactly. So that was that. And then that was the reason why I got the island booking, was because the Irish company was like a camp show that did tours. And they wanted me to do like a McGregor spin-off, rip-off sort of thing. Yeah. So that's how I got that. Forward now to that motor show with Sadie. Um, that was a shit show. When I say it doesn't get worse, that's one of the worst matches at the start and the end I've ever had. So the start of the match, as you can see, it's in a field. Mm -hmm. There's a ring in the field. There is no um, entrance way. Uh, I, I can't remember what you can see. I don't in the think video. you can see the entrance way, no. I think it's just literally one camera on the tripod and just... And that is because there wasn't one. And what it was, was me and Sadie sat behind a car together, planning the match. We're still oh, halfway through this match. Yeah. Uh, music hit. I'm like, oh, shit. So you imagine the car. Sadie comes out, comes out this way, and I come out this way. Like, well, where have they been? Oh, I bet they hate each other because yeah. they wouldn't st literally come out. The other side of the car. Get out the side. Oh, get the driver. Yeah, literally, literally, we're putting this whole thing of like hating each other on, and we're like, yeah. sat it doesn't. It gets worse than that. Fucking hell. We had the match and whatever. Feel that is what it is. Um, and then the end of the match, she gives me three Germans, um, and in the pin, I'm trying to think of what's next. And then all of a sudden, I hear three ring the bell. And I'm like, oh, what? Oh shit! I forgot to kick out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I was like, this, this finish is a bit odd. I think even someone put yeah, it That's why. Oh, have they cut this yeah. off or something? Oh, so it was like, uh, yeah. what's the finish? Yeah, oh, she hit yeah. three suplex, three suplexes holding on, hit a bridge or whatever on the third yeah. one. One, two, I was meant to kick out for whatever was next. But yeah, I totally forgot to kick out. Obviously, the three count hit and we were like, whoops. So yeah, that whole thing was a disaster. But it's part of the learning experience. And it's, yeah, yeah. Looking back at it, it's a funny experience. Um, I, now, I mean, I want to talk about yeah, some of the positive experiences that you had, like some of the top matches sure. that I've seen. Uh, mm -hmm. One that I saw that stood out to me was a match with Jody Flush. Uh, Sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. British yeah, wrestling right. legends. How Absolutely. was that for you? Uh, it was a cool, very, very cool experience getting to wrestle a legend. You know, getting to pick his brain and mm. um, learn some things. That's the first and only time I've taken a poison runner. Um, He's like, do you reckon you can hit that? And I was like, I'll hit whatever you want us to hit. Um, or take. So, yeah, that was the first time I'd done that. Um, I don't know. I can't remember how the match... I don't think the match went perfectly as far as I remember. But it was only um, one and two, but it didn't really, like... Mm, it didn't harm the match. That makes sense. Sure. I really sure. enjoyed it. I it was very good. Oh, sweet. And the fans were into it. Yeah. No, yeah. So, it was um, again, so far back again. But, yeah, a fun... And, an, and important an experience of mm. wrestling someone of that level um, and of that calibre. Yeah, for sure. Someone I think who's also quite similar to you 
Chris Ridgeway, yeah. who you had the match. Ridgeway, yeah, yeah, yeah. That match yeah. was very hard hitting, but it was very yeah, good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was that was that was a very fun one. I think that I think yeah, Speedball and then him were the only ones that were that sort of striking MMA mm-hmm. background that I'd got to work. And again, I was absolutely green as grass. Um, didn't deserve to be in there with either of them. Yeah. So just getting that uh, opportunity was a huge blessing. I learned so much so 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 soon so quickly because i was given those levels of opportunities at such a young age young age uh young experience um that was quite happy obviously midway leaving that whole thing planning that together was quite fun it was an eye-opener of what a striker can do planning a match because normally for the most part especially in training school i was the only sort of like fundamental striker mma guy everyone was else was a wrestler so you sort of had to cater to that um, which is, isn't a bad thing. You get to learn uh, storylines and match structure with that, but then getting to be free and come up, come up with cool combinations, uh, sequences with another striker who obviously can wrestle as well was a cool, again, cool eye-opener to see, like, oh, this is the levels that mm. is possible to take it. And then obviously we've seen what Ridgeway's accomplished since then. Um, and it's just levels and levels above even back then. Who else have you enjoyed mm. being in the ring with then so far in the career? I, I will specifically talk about last year. Your, I think that's mm. your strongest year, as you say. But just in yeah, general, like sure. up to that point. Um, oh, this is I should have had a list of who I've um who I've wrestled because it's so so bloody many. Um, yeah, Speedball, Erie last year. I believe that was last year. Um, let me have a quick look. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. There was just so many I've had. It's ridiculous. Like, I even forget how many um, people I have wrestled. Like the names. James Storm. James Not Storm, exactly. Yeah. Beer Money, a TNA, big TNA fan um, yeah. back in the day. That is a crazy thing for me. Um, having seen him recently in Germany, uh, Unlimited is cool to. Um, I can't to wait to talk to you about Germany. Like, it's just, I'm fascinated by that. Because I asked yeah, man. Joey Legend. Uh, not long yeah. ago, and he was praising unlimited wrestling. And I know you are making a name for yourself there as well. Is it a battle royal that you won, or was it that you was involved in? Uh, the first one with James Storm was some um, four way. It was yeah. me. Oh unlimited. no, I meant unlimited wrestling. Sorry, not oh, unlimited wrestling. Unli- uh, the yes. one that I saw with James Storm, it was with you, Mark Kirby, and yep. myself, and Karen Noir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I won't spoil um, it because I'll send the listeners out for the match. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I think and then me and Tate versus oh no, was it me and yeah, me and Tate versus James Storm and the Invisible Man, I think. Um, we'd had a little fun match there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just quickly on that, um, favorite matches, like you say, Car of Cara Noir, ELP, Angelico, uh Speedball, Senza Volta, Chris Ridgeway, uh Jody Fleisch, James Storm. Um that's just some of the names there that I've had the privilege of having a great, great time with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to go, I would like to do a one-on-one with James Storm down the line, uh, maybe in Germany. Uh, that would be a dream, dream match. But last year, uh, you got to wrestle for many companies. Would you say that's your strongest year, by the way, as a talent? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, by yeah. far. Wrestle yeah, Carnival, WXW, Unlimited Wrestling, um, yeah. Champion as well. Uh, yeah. You know, you're making a real name for yourself and then after mm. 2024 it's just going to get better but yeah, I want to know what's it like wrestling in Germany 
And did you notice any specific differences in terms of the wrestling, the crowd, mm. and just how mm. like matches maybe put together differently or not? Not particularly, to be fair. I've had to I've put um, most of the matches together, obviously, with um, agents and uh, other superstars there that have given me feedback and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of a blend on my style and their styles, but it's not, not a million miles off. So the fans, I would say, are a lot more passionate because yeah. there's a fair, there's fair li- less less shows on. Like I've had the pleasure of working for GWF, XWW, and Unlimited, three huge companies in Germany. Um, and one thing they've all got in common is passion beyond belief. Uh, from the talent, the crew, backstage, the promotion itself, the owners, every fans, every single thing is passion, mm. diehards. Um, if, if they love you, they love you. And if they hate you, they certainly let you You're know. You're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. And it is an incredible. Like, even as a heel, um, I literally, for unlimited wrestling, if I come out with a heel character, boo, I could come out the very next day as a babe, like, come out happy and they'd cheer. Hmm. Uh, and they would cheer. Like, they lo- just love it. Whatever you're doing, because they, me and them, have built a connection over these few years, they're like, whatever you do, we'll follow. Um, and so with that, you just got to give them everything back, um, which is why I did that yeah. ladder spot. Um, I thought, oh, I that's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I still, I still remember uh, Flash Morgan Webster's face when I was like, can I do this? And you're like, and you want to miss? And I was like, yeah, you mad bastard. So like, yeah, it'll be a hell of a spot. You know, that was one of the only times I was like, this will be a moment. Um, so I have to do it. How sore were you after? I'm going to spice that clip in, by the way, as we talk. Yeah, please, yeah, have a take a look at that. How was that? Like the injury after? Not even the injury, but just the impact. What was your first thought when you actually landed on that ladder? Well, so not to uh, spoil it or ruin any illusion, but the bump itself was actually very nice. Yeah, um, and I wasn't expecting it to be, but in hindsight, of course, it would be because one of the ends of the ladder was obviously on the middle rope, mm-hmm. so any impact it goes with the rope. So it, t- it cushions all of the impact. Where it went wrong was I had, would that have been overshoot or undershoot? I either overshot or undershot. Uh, and my thigh, the middle of my thighs wrapped around the ladder. So it was just impact on the corner of the ladder. So the, the stomach and chest bump itself was lovely because of the spring off the middle rope and getting flipped off the ladder so there wasn't any hard solid impact but when my legs come around the ladder and just the thigh me hitting the edge of the ladder the next day i could barely walk uh okay. they caught up with you eventually <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah like with it with, with finished the match i was like i praise praise god that i come on on stage yeah. at that spot um, backstage all was good uh, and then it wasn't until i woke up to go get me flight in the morning sunday morning I was like, oh, and the coincidence of this, this apartment was lovely, but it had, you stand in the apartment room, but yeah. a flight of stairs, like literally a flight of stairs to get to a hovering bedroom that was just in the building up. So the one time I get a bedroom that's upstairs with the one time that I couldn't walk. So in the morning when I was stiff, I was literally having to <laughs> pick my legs up and sit down and scoop me way down the stairs. Oh, yeah. it was hell. Yeah, worth it, of course. I was going to say, man, it was worth it. Like, we're talking about it right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, and those intended, I bet like something. 
you, they'll go back. You'll go back to the show. They'll see you maybe meet and greet before or after the show. Man, mm-hmm. that was fucking amazing when I was there. I yeah. told everyone about it. That must yeah. be it in a way. Oh man, big time, big time. The clip, like even the uh, clip on Twitter, um, got good reception and yeah. good views and that. So just uh, again, they can they can get uh, I gain respect from the crowd for doing something like that for them. I then also get some eyes on me through clips and things like that for social. It's a complete win-win. And just to take a couple of bruises on the leg, I'd do that every day of the week. I would, in a, if, there's a, if I'm in a ladder match, expect that spot again, is what I'm saying. Fair enough, mate. you got some balls on you. Fuck that. I mean, I'm, I'm a fucking fan. I'm a podcaster. But I'll never mm. be a wrestler. Just seeing bumps like that, I'm like, oh. Yeah, but, man. you, man, you got to be tough. <laughs> you got to be tough. Damn right, mate. Damn right. Um, tell me about your highlights from last year then. I know I mentioned the companies that you worked for and talk about yeah. and stuff, but just tell me about your personal highlights that year. Personal highlights. Definitely winning, being a champ champ, uh, a champion at World War Wrestling, which was a company that I'd started off with, like any new person in wrestling, how and like, can I help with set up? Mm-hmm. Um, put your chairs out, anything. Just let me be a part of the show. Um, so with Brett at World War Wrestling, I would go and set all the chairs out, help build the ring. Uh, so to go from that, and then I wrestled Ash Draven a few times there, had a little cool rivalry, which I learned some stuff from there, to then track to climb all the way up to champion and holder for just over a year. Um, that title was great. Same with Ignite, um, hounded CJ um, back when he had clash with Gene Money. Um, so then when he had Ignite, me and uh, Harry Forrest Hayes, we had a wrestling match. Chris loved it. Um, brought me in with Ignite as well. And then again, same thing, working your way up the roster. Won the title. Held that for a year and four months. Um, done some incredible things there with incredible opponents there. Um, the Germany's hungry with Passion Pro. The boys over there, much love to them. Uh, getting to see Austria, wrestling in Austria. Um, Spain, Barcelona with Lucha Libre. Um, and then on top of the names on top of that uh, it was one hell of a year I don't know how I'm going to top it this year um, but certainly going to try What have you got planned for this year? I'm not saying like December I know your calendar's still maybe we've got a few spots left but like yeah. next few yeah. months or so just that you can Next few months we're off to Germany we are off to Germany hopefully trying to get some new debuts in as well nothing confirmed mm-hmm. there um, but as it stands, just Germany for now. But we're hoping that that will change. But I mean, I'm mean, I'll move on limited wrestling six times, I think, this year. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we've got that to look forward to, if nothing else. I like the production as well, like they um, have on the shows and the match the match quality as well. It's really good. Unreal. Again, I, if, you, if you wouldn't mind splicing this and I'll send you a photo, it's me. Of course, mate, yeah. Well, that, again, as well, won the title um, for one day, but I still won the title in Germany. Uh, unlimited wrestling. Um, I got the photo of me. I don't. You might have seen it. Just sitting on the stage, looking at all the seats. Yeah. Um, there, like you say, the production, the big screens, the entrance, um, mm-hmm. the amount of people sitting there, unreal. Um, and that I've gained a lot from that because now, where if I hadn't have had that experience doing a show like Progress or Red Pro in front of hundreds and hundreds would seem daunting, but now I've done it in front of 500 Germans who hate me and are booing me and are drunk. So it wouldn't seem so bad now. Yeah, so yeah. it's a very, very good thing. Uh, uh, if I was to ever retire, I would not retire for them. I would literally just wrestle for them and ignite. 
Um, yeah, there's so, that's how much love I've got for that place. I will, I will never retire from Arnhem Address, and I'll be there as long as they'll have me. Respect team, though, and uh, Arnhem Sylvester. Ignite are the place to be at the moment. They are yeah. growing. Chris and Hit the Turnbuckle, when they help out, are doing an incredible job. So, mm. props. Uh, props. Where they're promoting the shows as well, just who they've got on the shows as well and involved, and yeah. just look yeah. like a very well organised company. Ah, oh, spot on. Absolutely spot on. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe E. Legend, and I will be appearing on the What Do You Call It podcast. Yeah, I had. The last question I have for you, uh, Corey, is a it's fun fine. question. Ooh, okay. Dream, dream dinner guests for your dream mm-hmm. party, dead or alive. Fiction, non-fiction, doesn't even have to be wrestling unless you're going to say Conor McGregor. Then I will exclude that one. I'm joking. No, there, <laughs> there would have been there would have been a time where he would have certainly had a seat at that table. Um, yeah. I've had a thought about this, um, and I bet you you might get one person on there. Um, so it would be a John Chenna, John Cena, hey. purely for. Picking his brain for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of plenty to talk about at that dinner. Uh, Elvis Presley, my favourite musician of all time, best to ever do it. Uh, right. I don't know why yeah, I'm man. surprised by that. I don't. I'm not in a bad way. Like I, I love. No, that. of course not. I get what you're <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't expect it. Uh, I love all the old music um, from the fifties to nineties. The film, by the way, the um, the Elvis film. Elvis films. Oh, you got me there because I don't. Don't really, oh no, the one that came out like, the the oh the film. Gerard uh, what, the what's his name Austin um, Butler Austin Butler yeah with Tom Hanks doing the weird accent like the makeup was a bit yeah yeah no I, I generally didn't mind it he played he played him very well I thought he was um, good yeah he was brilliant yeah yeah, plays, Tom, uh, yeah Tom Hanks character also to be fair played um played oh, what's his name the promoters managers um mm. isn't that he played him very well um almost a bit too good. Uh, he was a bit more of a sly bastard than they portrayed. But yeah, no, just Elvis, absolutely. Anytime when I was first started wrestling or wrestling abroad, or anytime I was backstage and nervous, I would always listen to Elvis Presley uh, and that would settle my nerves and put me in the zone. So, yeah, so, so from always, the game uh, to Elvis Presley. I love that music, oh, mate. I love it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And the third one would be Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. God, God, we put God first all the time. Yeah. Um, so it would be um, very good to share a table with Brett quite literally break bread and drink wine with him, uh, John Cena and Elvis Presley. I think that'd be one hell of a table. That's wicked, man. I like that. I like that. Corey, where can the fans find you on social media, mate? We have got my own YouTube channel at Corey McRae if you want to watch some of my matches or just YouTube my name. I've been to There's really good stuff. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. Thank you very much. Uh, And then Instagram, Twitters, Facebooks, Corey McRae. Instagram underscore Corey McRae. But yeah, you can find me anywhere. And buy my merch. Drop me a message. Buy my merch. Looks pretty cool. And uh, I just like the overall look you've got as well. Um, thank you bro see like new the gear prints. and the gear is yeah, awesome man. as well and the kick pads yeah. and the t-shirts as well. yeah. who does a t-shirt um, we've got a few people we've got a few people yeah. um, a friend my friend Forrest Hayes Harry Mann 
Pete done my most recent one. Um, and we've got some of the guys over in um, in Hungary uh, who do, he's done some of Osprey stuff, huge name, mm-hmm. uh, Eric. Um, yeah, so there's a few, there's a mix and match of people, whoever's not, who's not, not too busy and get quick turnarounds. Awesome. I'll put the social media handles and the details in the description below so they can keep up to date and check out your merch as well. If you can all like this, yes, video, give Corey a follow, give me a follow, subscribe to his mm-hmm. channel. And enjoy the rest of your day. Take care, everyone. Sweet. What's up, guys? I am the Godfighter, the villain with no remorse, Paul McRae. And you are watching the What Did You Call It podcast.